real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast. Be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your free copy of my first two books, Frugalpreneur and Authorpreneur, by going to thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N dot com forward slash free. Now on to the show. Uh, please welcome Rob from Thinkific. Uh, and can you tell us a little bit about Thinkific uh, as far as, uh, you know, I'm familiar with it, but the audience may not be, uh, as far as how they help entrepreneurs and um, how you got started and why? Yeah, absolutely. Sarah, thank you so much. Uh, really, really excited to be um, on the podcast. And uh, thank you so much for everyone listening and tuning in. Um, yeah, so a little bit about Thinkific. Thinkific is uh, seven years old this month, I believe, or last month. It turned seven. Uh, so we've been around for about seven years. And so what Thinkific is, is an online platform where you can uh, build, create, and uh, market your online courses or training programs. So um, it really got started by Greg Smith, who is our uh, co-founder and CEO. Um, and uh, basically, he was a um, he was a practicing lawyer at the time uh, when he started it, and he was teaching um, LSAT courses. Um, you know, seven years ago, and so he was doing workshops. So LSAT is um, you know the exam uh, for uh, you know, future lawyers that they need to take. And so he was teaching that, doing workshops at um, the university here in Vancouver, um, in-person workshops. And so um, he was trying to do that and he was doing that for a while. And, you know, he was doing the same, you know, he's kind of teaching the same information over and over again and um, getting people to come to the, you know, in-person workshop. And, um, you know, one day he had a, an idea that like, hey, you know, this is the same information. People sometimes can't attend the in-person workshop. Um, so he figured he would put it online. And so um, funny enough, though, that he had a, one of his brothers, he had a few couple brothers, and one of his brothers is a programmer um, who helped them build this sort of like online course. Uh, at the time, Thinkific wasn't around, so there was no platform to do this. So he put together, um, you know, an, on a website, WordPress, and mishmash of different tools and platforms. And so he kind of built the first version of his course. Um, they launched it. Um, they had more students that they had ex than they had expected. And so they figured that, okay, we've got something here. And so they really started to build on that and uh, do more marketing and things like that. Now, the funny thing, though, is that it got attention from other professors in the university that were teaching other topics and other subjects and asking him to, hey, Greg, can you guys build me a course for my chemistry program and like biology program and things like that? And so the idea kind of came to them that, hey, maybe there's something here where, you know, other uh, instructors are also looking for a platform like this to build their courses online. And so that was really the beginning of Thinkific. Um, that's where it all kind of started. And, um, you know, for the first couple of years, uh, they were looking, they were a very small team, just a handful of them, just trying to understand the product market fit 
um, and you know understanding the pricing and how that would all work. Um, and uh, so so now we have um, you know tens and thousands of course creators. Um, you know, hundreds and thousands of courses, um, you know, so many students that actually take the, you know, like take courses using the platform. Um, you know, some of the viewers here, you may have taken courses uh, that have, that are housed on Thinkific, but actually you may not know that uh, because um, a big part of what we try to do is actually white label ourselves uh, so that it's not our brand that shines, it's the course creator's brand that shines. Uh, so, um, you know, we have features in place that you can white label um, Thinkific so that nobody would even know that you're, you're using Thinkific for your business. So that's what Thinkific is. And uh, yeah, so long, long answer to a short question. Oh, no problem. Yeah. And I know that uh, there, there are some others out there, but I think y'all are the only one that offers a free plan. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us more about the free plan, um, maybe how it differs from the paid plans, uh, and maybe when you would use a free plan or a paid plan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we want to make sure because we understand that building a course is not something that can happen overnight. You know, it is something that takes time. It's just like any business. And so we're very upfront with that. So we do have a free plan, um, to help those, you know, newer course creators, you know, build their course build their curriculum, build their landing pages, you know, and then uh, start marketing that. So we do have a free plan. It has everything that you would need to start building and selling your courses. You can even, even on our free plan, you can sell courses. You can integrate Stripe or PayPal directly, really easy, takes two clicks. Um, And you can integrate Stripe and PayPal to accept payments. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the main limitation to a free plan is that you can build up to three courses. So three course max, which is plenty, right? A lot of, a lot of even our top level course creators that are making very good income, um, don't have more than three courses. You know, they have a flagship course and maybe a couple of, you know, lower price courses to get people into their funnel, into their, into the door. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely, Sarah, you're totally right. We do have a free plan and, um, you know, people can just get started on that. Okay. And, and I know you also don't have transaction fees, which is also different from others. Yeah. Uh, how does that even work? Cause don't you have to pay on y'all's end the transaction fees, like from credit card companies or? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so we don't have transaction fees. So we used to, um, so this was a, a recent change. Um, we used to, on our free plan and our first uh, tier paid plan, uh, we used to take 10% and 5% of the, um, the course uh, fee, right? Um, we've changed that. So we just totally opened it up just to make, again, to remove any barrier for anyone to even start building a course. And that's, that's a business decision we've made, and we're totally confident with that. We're totally fine with that. So, yeah, there's no, there's no strings attached to that at all. Um, there's no really, like, there's no transaction fee on our end. Um, if you are using PayPal or Stripe, obviously you have to pay them a portion of your revenue, right? So if, Sarah, if I purchase your course, you're on a free plan, um, and you're using Stripe, um, you wouldn't have to pay Thinkific if, let's say, your your course was $100. You wouldn't have to pay Thinkific any you know portion of that at all. But Stripe would probably take the 2.9% plus whatever it is, 30 cents uh, out of that $100. So 
that that fee is still there, and that's the fee that doesn't go to us. It goes to PayPal or Stripe. But um, outside of that, that's that would be the only cost for you there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. For some reason, I was thinking transaction fee is just to cover the credit card processing. I didn't, but I guess that makes sense because that's usually two point nine percent, and some of the others are charging five and ten percent for transaction fees. So I guess, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. So. I know that um, you can offer like coupon codes and, and payment plans. Mm-hmm. Like if I had a course and someone could choose to pay that over time or, um, or even apply a coupon code, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so you can, um, you, so we try to give as many options as possible to our course creators, right? So when they're pricing their course, so you can uh, price your course for free. Uh, so if you want to just create a course that is maybe a mini course that's very short, very, very uh, value-packed, but you want to offer a free course as a lead magnet perhaps, right? Maybe on your blog or on Facebook or Instagram, you know, as a lead magnet, you're like, hey, go download or go take my free course on, you know, creating really impactful videos for social media. It'd be a free course, but now you get their email address and then now you can drip feed and nurture them into your paid and upsell them into your paid courses. So we have a free plan. We have a, Oh, sorry. We have, you can set uh, a free uh, option for your courses, right? You can also set your course uh, at a one-time fee. So you can charge $49, whatever you want, whatever price you want. You can charge a one-time fee for your course we also have a monthly subscription or recurring payment, which has no end date, right? So if you wanted a monthly um, subscription ongoing forever, uh, you can also change that from monthly to like any duration as long as it's a month. So what I mean by that is you can make it every month, a payment every month, every two months, three months, annually, every 24 months, whatever you, you like, you can set that recurring subscription kind of based payment for your course. So very, it's really becoming really popular now, by the way, Sarah, it's like a lot of course creators are starting to build membership sites, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the holy grail for a lot of course creators because now it's uh, predictable income, right? They can predict their revenue and they know that they have a membership so now they can really pour into their membership and you know not worry about, you know, launching new courses, new products, and so on every month. So, so that that is the third one. So, uh, subscription payments, and then the last one is like you mentioned, payment plans. So, more like layaway or financing option. So, let's say my course is a thousand dollars one time fee, or maybe six payments of two hundred dollars. Right. So it's like you kind of break it down, but maybe if I do it on a on a payment plan option, it's a little bit more overall. But you can then break it down into, um, you know, a payment plan. So those are the four options. Um, and within them, within the payment plan subscription, there's a couple of variations that you can use. And then you also mentioned coupons, coupon codes. Yes. So, um, you know, marketing strategy for a lot of course creators is to provide coupon codes. So, you know, maybe they're doing a podcast interview like this, or maybe they're on a YouTube interview or something, or for a specific campaign, um, they may use a coupon code. Uh, for some of those channels, you know, to track some of the, you know, ROI on some of those channels for them. So, yeah. Do you have the capability of having an affiliate program? So if you have a course and uh, could your students refer it and then like say someone signs up through their link, 
could they then earn a commission on that or is that a possibility? Yeah. So for course creators, yeah. So within Thinkific, we do have an affiliate tracking uh, feature. So, you know, uh, Sarah, so if you had a course, uh, I could become an affiliate of your course and share your course with, you know, my audience, right, on social media or my email list or anything like that. Um, it's a really great way to get in front of a lot of people and, you know, especially work with people with big lists and big audiences. Yeah, so we can, yeah, so you can you can set whatever that commission rate would be for me as, as your affiliate. And so um, really easy. So we would track all of that. Um, I would be able to log in, have my own login to your uh, Thinkific site, and I can see a dashboard that shows my commission and sort of like how much I'm earning so far and how many people have clicked through my affiliate links and things like that. So it's very transparent, which is really good for both sides. And then um, once, you know, whenever you want to make payments to me, right, like payouts to your affiliates, then you can do that. And so you can just download a, a report, a commission report, and then you can upload it directly into PayPal if you want, and do a mass payout to all of your affiliates at one time. So you can do that through PayPal or Stripe or however you handle your uh, affiliate commission payouts. Yeah, I think that's a good way to, first of all, to, I guess, to promote it, <laughs> to promote the courses. Uh, it gives people incentive to pass the word along. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and affiliate marketing is one of the best ways to, you know, really grow your business and get in front of um, a really warm, loyal audience to your, you know, that's, that's loyal to your affiliate. But, you know, if they are promoting you, then it's, it's a no-brainer for, for them. And maybe some of the listeners haven't even thought about starting a course. Um, do you have some ideas for topics or course ideas? Yeah. yeah. I, have a, I, I, have a, I don't have any courses as of right now, but I have ideas. So I already have a Thinkific account on the free plan, but I haven't actually started anything with it yet because I'm still kind of developing the ideas in my mind. But um, yeah, if you have any... Uh, tips or ideas or suggestions or, or maybe even what types of courses you've seen people use it for? Yeah, so that's a really good question. You know, I, like my answer is that I have seen so many different kinds of courses from, you know, how to hula hoop to how to, <laughs> how to sew, how to obviously the whole gamut of, you know, online marketing strategies, how to become a YouTuber, you know, how to, um, how to like bake, like different things. And Man, there's so many, there's courses on everything. It's like kind of reminds me of like the old Apple commercial where it's like, there's an app for that. There's like, an, <laughs> there's like, there's like a course on, on that, you know? <laughs> so, um, my, so my suggestion for anyone that's looking to start is this is a really, I always tell people don't build a course yet, right? If you have an idea, like for me, let's, let's pretend I'm, um, well, not pretend. I am a social media manager. So uh, let's so let's say you know you're a social media manager and you know Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, you know all those different channels. So you're like, okay, I could teach on probably one of thirty different things, right? I would start first talking to your audience, right? A lot of course creators they make the mistake of creating the course, building a whole course. It'll take them months, let's say, or they spend months doing it. And then launching and then realizing that there is no interest, there's no, there's no market demand for what they want to, what they're selling, right? So I always tell people, work it backwards, flip it around and start first by talking to your audience, 
right? So if you have everyone, you know, everyone's, if you're using social media, which I'm sure most of the listeners are, go into your social media channel. So let's say Facebook or Instagram, um, you know, Twitter is still a very viable channel, um, you know, and if you have a YouTube channel, start talking to your audience like, hey, I'm building, I'm planning to build a course on Instagram marketing. What topics and what questions do you think I should be covering? Right. And leave it open ended. And you'll be you'll you'll find that people will then give you feedback like, oh, I want to learn how to use hashtags or, hey, I want to learn how you, you know, optimize Instagram stories or, hey, I want to learn how to drive, you know, uh, my audience from Instagram into my email list. Like, how do I do these things? So then you now have an idea. Okay, now, based on this, I kind of have an idea. Most of the most of the people here are you know really looking to learn about Instagram stories. So then you build it. Then now you build that course about Instagram stories, right? And um, you want to understand what people are looking to learn about Instagram stories. So maybe you then post another question. You say, "Hey, looks like you know everyone here, the majority would really like to learn about Instagram stories. What is it about Instagram stories that you'd like to learn about?" Right. And so now you're understanding and you're you're understanding what they want to learn. And then you basically then create the course that would help them with the pain points or the things that they would like to you know, get out of you. Right. This is and it also kind of gives you a perspective of how people see you and what 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 people see you as an expert in, you know, not just like you're not just a social media expert to them. You're an Instagram expert. You're an Instagram stories expert because they see your Instagram stories maybe and they really want to use that and leverage that and learn that from you. So I would say first, Bill, you know, go to your audience and ask them what they would like to learn and then build that course. What that also allows you to do is once you built that course, you can go back to that channel, let's say on Instagram and say, Hey, looks like that you learn more about Instagram stories. I'm going to be pre-launching my course. Um, it's going to be launched, you know, say June 1st. Um, and, but I'm going to give you, you know, early access at, you know, 10% off or whatever that discount is, because I want to get some beta testers to go through it and give me some feedback. And then you can give them a coupon code, right? They can then enter in, go through the course, give you feedback, maybe even give you a testimonial that you can use on your landing pages and your official launch. Right. And so that's sort of the, the playbook that I usually like to work in um, is making sure that there is first validating the idea that there is a market for what I want to teach, what I want to, you know, what course that I want to build and then building that course and then going back to the people that um, had given you that initial feedback of what they want to learn from you and then telling them that, hey, now I have that course. Here it is. You've, you've asked for it and I built it. And so I would love for you to go through it and be a beta tester at this like discounted rate. A lot of people also, and I just want to add, Sarah, that a lot of people also want to do the beta testing at a free price, which I'm, I'm, I always urge against, right? Because if you are giving something away for free, then it's not, and, and people are signing up for that, it's not really a full validation of your idea, right? Because it's free. Right. So I think that if people people need to pay and pull out their credit cards to then really fully validate your idea um, and it also brings value to what you're creating. Right. And it's going to give it's you're going to have a more engaged group of people because they paid for it. So now they want to get their money's worth out of what they paid for. So they'll show up, they'll take your course, your engagement rate and your completion rate will likely be higher because they paid for it. Like, hey, I paid for this, I'm going to show up, right? You know, so it's like when you get a free ticket to like, you know, like a baseball game or something and like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to go, it's free anyway, you know, what am I going to lose, right? But if I paid for that ticket, I'm probably going to show up, 
right? So um, that's my that's 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 my that's my suggestion when you're building a course, especially when you have a few different ideas floating in your mind. Um, you know, you want to just ask your audience, like, "Hey, this is what I'm building. What do you want me to cover? What do you want to make sure that I, you know, include in my course?" And then you'll be you'll be surprised what people will tell you. Yeah, those are good suggestions, and I like that idea about having to pay even for a beta test because if everybody can do it for free, then you might get a lot of people who aren't even interested in that topic, uh, and so you might get some kind of skewed results. Uh, as far as their input or maybe they won't even give any input because they're just wanting a free course or something. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So definitely charge for it. Um, the one, the one other tip I forgot to mention, uh, Sarah too, was if you have the capacity, my, my suggestion is for the first run of your course is to do it live. So pre-sell it, right. And say, I'm going to actually do this live with you. It's going to be a four week, thing once a week on you know tuesday you know for like 5 p.m or 6 p.m or whatever we're going to be doing this live i'm going to teach you a live like live you know through a zoom link or whatever and what you want to do there is so you want to do live you want to record it um and then give your let's say it's a four week or six week uh curriculum right you have six chapters and then you want to teach it live and then uh, you give your presentation, right? You have your, you know, your lecture, I guess, as you want to call it. Um, you record that. And then um, when you're done, you pause, right? You stop the recording. And that essentially becomes your first uh, lesson. Like each of those recordings can become your lesson in the evergreen version of your course. You stop the recording. And then now you ask, you do Q&A. And then that way you're getting immediate feedback. So if you're teaching on Instagram stories, and so the first, maybe the first uh, lesson or the first uh, week would be about, you know, creating images or something, right? Like how do you create images that's vertical for Instagram and um, that's going to be optimized, right? And so then you teach on that, you, you stop the recording, that becomes your first lesson. You can upload that to Thinkific. We host all the videos. And then now you're doing Q&A. And the nice thing about that is you're getting immediate feedback. People are like, oh, that's really awesome. That's really useful. But how do you use stickers? Or like, you know, you know, then they'll ask you all the questions. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's what you really want to learn about. And then now you can, you can apply all of those, um, you know, those, that Q&A. You can apply that if you then re-record that lesson again. Um, and you can kind of tweak your presentation, right? So that you know that you're covering everything that somebody would want to learn from that course. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Those are good suggestions. Uh, and as far as the paid beta course, how much do you recommend charging for that? Because I imagine you probably wouldn't want to charge what the course itself is actually really going to cost, but um, probably less than that, I would assume. Uh, is there kind of a standard or typical charge that people yeah yeah you know like pricing is such a moving target it's such a it's it's so difficult i mean i wouldn't discount it too heavily because there is a lot of value of you being live right that's why that's like there's sort of the double edge like sort of the the other reason why you want to do it live because your time is worth a lot of money if you're doing it live then there's value in that so that so by you doing it live you almost don't necessarily even need to discount right because um you're live you're showing up you're answering questions like on the spot. Um, they have access to you. You know, you wouldn't want to be charging. Um, you wouldn't want to be charging sort of like the regular, let's say, hourly rate of your um, 
consultation time, right? So it's a bit of a tricky math to do. Um, to be honest, like I always end up tiptoeing around this question when people are like, how do you charge? Uh, so what I always refer to is that we have a full training that our uh, CEO, Greg Smith, created on how to price your online course. And he actually breaks it down by a number of different methods based on like, you know, let's say if it's like, let's say if it's a, a, a tool that they would use to perhaps get a promotion or something, right? Like if I can learn something that I can apply to my work that would A, save me time and money, right? Um, and also even, hey, if it's something that I can apply to my trade that would give me, you know, allow me to level up in my career, um, then that's, there's ways to, for him that he's sharing that he can calculate that. Um, for example, there's a gentleman he, uh, that teaches, um, his name is Chris Newman, and he has what's called the Cine Chopper Academy. Um, and he teaches people how to fly commercial drones, like for like films and things like that. And so if you learn that trait, if you learn that skill, you can go out and you can actually charge pretty good money for your time, you know, for what, for that service. So, um, he charges $1,500 for his course and, hmm. um, it's not live. It's all recorded. He recorded it one time and now he charges $1,500 per student. So, um, and he has a lot of students each year, so he does really well. So, but that's the value of it. People are willing to pay $1,500 to go through his online course um, because they know that after he does that, then he can go out and, um, you know, I can go out and, and charge pretty good money um, for my services now. You know, so another example, another example with pricing on the other end is uh, Hootsuite. So Hootsuite has what's called Hootsuite Academy, and uh, they teach people for free um, how to become a social media manager, right? And the so they're do they're giving it away for free because the way that they monetize is that yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna teach you it's very very value packed very value loaded academy, but what they're gonna teach you. Um, is then at the end of it, by hey, you can make your life easier by using Hootsuite, right? It's a lead magnet for them. So they're giving it away for free because they monetize it by, you know, uh, subscriptions to their platform, to their tool, right? So there's, there's, it depends on how, how you're monetizing it. There's a, lot of course, there's a lot of course creators, a lot of consultants, for example, that don't charge for their courses. They're giving their courses away for free because what people are really looking for is that one-on-one -on -one interaction. So there's a lot of coaches out there that give away their full course for free. Like, like maybe, you know, four years, five years ago, they would have been charging, you know, three, $4,000 for their courses, but now they're giving it away for free because at the end of it, people want to work with them directly. And that's when they then do the coaching program at like $3,000, $4,000 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. So it depends on how you are monetizing your business and how f online courses and training fits into the whole funnel. Um, but you can charge upfront or you can charge, you know, later on down the funnel. So, but yeah, if, if anyone is interested, I'm happy to share the how to price your co online course uh, by Greg Smith. Uh, so Sarah, I can, I can hook you guys up with um, a coupon code. Uh, speaking of coupon codes, I can hook <laughs> you guys up with a coupon code for that. No problem. And another question I had, what are the different options in the course that you can do? Like I know you can do video or audio and you can even upload PDFs. Isn't that right? Like maybe worksheets or mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can upload all types of media files. So videos, audio files, PDFs, 
you can make presentations so you can upload pdfs and then uh, do a voiceover inside of our platform for each of your the pages of your pdf you can create quizzes you can uh, create exams um, you can integrate with uh, brillium for um, exams like full-blown exams with like rotating, you know, multiple choice questions and randomized questions and stuff like that. You can now create assignments, which we're really excited about. So, you know, students can submit uh, a file to you that you can then review before they can move on to the next lesson. So it gives that more like really fine, like fine-tuned, like student experience, you know, kind of like a, a regular classroom would be where I'm like, hey, here's my assignment, Sarah, like look over my video, like, or maybe I would submit, like, let's say I'm a acting coach or something, and I'm taking an acting lesson, or an acting course, then I can sub you can teach me something about acting, I can then film myself doing that thing that you wanted me that you just taught me. And then you could give me feedback based on that video. Um, and then maybe like, you know, have me resubmit, you know, another video before I can go on to the next lesson, right? So it's like very much like student experience is something that we're really focused on that. And then I'm pretty sure I'm missing a couple different, um, you know, uh, content types, but those are the main ones that are really popular. Okay. Yeah. That's neat how you can kind of lock content until yeah. Uh, you review it and whatnot. So then do a lot of actual teachers and professors of schools or colleges, do they use Thinkific then? Uh, yeah, more and more. Yeah, more and more uh, post-secondary institutions, universities, colleges, um, associations, you know, are using Thinkific for, you know, their ongoing renewal, like, of like for their uh, licenses and, you know, permits and things like that. So it's becoming more and more mainstream, you know, like not just, you know, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and things like that, but yeah, actual institutions are, are starting to use online courses for their, for their uh, curriculums. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. really neat. I wonder if there will be a point someday when every form of education is online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like, that's the direction it's going for sure. That's definitely the trend. All right. Well, I think you've answered most of my questions. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to share with the audience? Uh, no, I think that's really it. I want to, you know, big thanks, Sarah, for, you know, reaching out and connecting and, um, yeah, inviting me onto your podcast. It's been really fun. And um, if there's any, I mean, we're here to help. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out to us anytime. You know, we're just at www.thinkific.com and um, our email address is really easy. It's ninjas at thinkific.com. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and no questions uh, are too silly or too simple or too hard. So um, just send them over and we're happy to answer any questions that you may have. Um, and I think I'm going to start using there's a course for that instead of there's an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Sarah. If you enjoyed and found value from this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you rate, review, subscribe, and share at ratethispodcast.com forward slash frugalpreneur. Until next time. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack. Connect with fellow listeners share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast.
Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.